0: In meinem Podcast bekommst du sehr persönliche Geschichten von Mehrsprachigkeit aus der ganzen Welt zu hören. Lehn dich zurück und lass dich inspirieren. Hello and welcome to Multilingual Stories. Today we're going to do an episode in English with the wonderful, charming Gabriela Encina. Did I say that right now? Thank Yay! <laughs> we practiced beforehand. Okay. Gabriela is a um, psychologist and an expert coach. And there's many good reasons why she's working with expats, And I'm really curious to hear her story and have her share it with us. So, Gabriela, do you wanna tell us a little bit about your background? Where do you come from? What's your background? My, okay, uh,
1: I will start from the beginning, I guess it's easier. I'm originally from Chile. I was born there, and until um, uh, ten years ago, yes, ten years ago, I was living there. and then uh, I met a lot of my life. And I moved to Austria, Vienna. Where did you meet him? Uh, where in Chile? He, he was did meet him in Chile. Yes, huh? uh, we he was doing a round the world trip. And one of the stops was Chile. And um, have you heard about couchsurfing? Yes, of course. Okay. Before couchsurfing, there was another website called Hospitality Club. Yeah, that's ancient, ancient ages, like so long ago, and and he contacted me through this website because I was hosting people there in Chile, like free and 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 meeting people for coffee, etc. So the motto of this site was uh, um, experience the land as a local, not as a tourist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he
0: contacted me and we met and, and yeah, I can uh, see that the Austrian Gabriela connection kind of works. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah. um, And of course, after that, uh, it was a really hard period because we had a long distance relationship for two years, so it was really difficult, and I tried different ways to um, get to Austria without um, the logical step, uh, I will tell you the logical step, and it didn't work. So um, after two years of, of fighting and, and seeing how that could work, uh, we decided to get married. Logical step, mm-hmm. and and I moved to Vienna. And after that, uh, I stayed. I will tell you about it when after. But there were we were there for uh, eight years, sorry. And then we moved to New Spain because of his allergies, the weather, and uh, the language. Because I wanted to uh, work again in Spanish. And, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I mean, not only, but, yeah, you, you plan things and then something yes. and else then happens. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that was, that's in a nutshell my story.
0: All right. And so you've been back. away from your home country for 10 years by now. Exactly. It? Like uh, four, years, four
1: years, four days ago, it was my 10th uh, year anniversary.
0: Wow. Yeah. Congratulations.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank or, you. I don't know. <laughs> Is it congratulations? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long while. Right, these 10 years so I, I, I'm really proud of myself that I made it
0: in 10 years or cool. 10 years yeah cool wow <laughs> so tell me when you mo- so when you met your husband hmm? did you speak any German
1: not at all I had a very very good friend who lived in Berlin uh, and I knew some words like the typical words I don't know I don't, I'm not going to say them but you know. <laughs> uh, like w- one of the bigger, bigger ones was, was beer Of course, of course, and no, but I didn't. And he 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 didn't speak. I mean, he spoke in Spanish from Spain uh, because he lived there for five, uh, for eight months. Uh, But the communication was really something at the beginning because he didn't want us to speak English. Because he wanted to, yeah, because he's a Streva, <laughs> So he wanted to make it in Spanish because he wanted to practice his Spanish. And so, yeah, we, we communicate each other in Spanish. And and when it was uh, necessary, English, but I didn't speak at all.
0: No. Wow, was, amazing. Was, so, I, I mean, I can say now I've heard you speak German. And, I mean, you lived in Vienna, you said, for six years, right? Eight. Mm-hmm. Eight years, wow. Mm-hmm. And, I mean your german is excellent <laughs> thank you right. yeah
1: yeah it was it uh, but the first three years uh, th- that was really um, difficult how did
0: you do it did you attend courses or did you just learn it by no you just picked it up
1: uh, no, no 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 both but no. but the to the, 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 the till b1 all right no courses at all just learning by myself because uh, uh, my husband is a, is a uh, how do say, computer-affine. He likes uh, technology, so he, he had these softwares and things to, to learn by myself, Spanish, uh, German, <coughs> sorry. And so I got to the B, B, B1 level, and after that, I started to take courses, especially conversation, like to practice my German. Okay. But it was, it was really frustrating, especially the fact that I'm really eloquent in Spanish, and I, I know how to express myself in Spanish and in English uh, as well. But I wanted when I wanted to say something clever or, or, or my mind to speak my mind in German, I couldn't. I was just like a caveman, like <laughs> and and it was really frustrating. It was really I was really hard to
0: my hard to myself about that. I can imagine, I can mm-hmm. imagine. So you grew up monolingually, right? Yes, but absolutely I mean, monolingual, yeah. But yeah, like me, I mean, I mm-hmm. grew up monolingually too, mm-hmm. but um, you are completely, fully high-functioning multilingual at the moment, right? At the moment, yes, yes. Uh, because I really love uh, English was
1: my passion. Uh, um, nobody in my, sur- <clears throat> sorry, in my family speaks English, and in my school, uh, also, it was really uh, the, the classes, English classes, was were really basic. Okay. Uh, but I was so passionate about it, so I started to, I don't know, hear songs and translate songs and uh, watch TV with uh, subtitles. And that's why I'm fluent in English now, because of my uh, ambition to learn the language. Cool. Um, and after that, of course, German, and that was, and it still is a uh, struggle because one side or, or one part of my brain in is in English, the other part is in German and they are constantly fighting who wins to take it's over. It's not quite like that, but it feels like I really that. know. I that <laughs> <laughs> I, in my brain, I can assure you it is like... <laughs> okay, I'll take that to my colleagues at the university hey, please please <laughs> do yeah they can call me anytime i can i can answer their questions <laughs> so um uh, german uh, when i when i was in vienna my german improved and improved and my english was uh lower and lower let's okay. say that uh, uh, until i reached a point of of uh Equilibrium of, of yes. balance, balance, exactly. <laughs> uh, but there's still, I think, I feel it still that they, there is no like uh, complete, hundred uh, um, percent German and English, but uh, they t- they they share the
0: percentage. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you describe right now is something that's that's such a natural process. Mm-hmm for multilingual people.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: that's also something that I always try to tell the parents that I work with, because I think it's so important to know that the level of competence in a language can, and most likely will change during the course of a lifetime Mm -hmm. because your, your personal situation changes and it keeps changing. And depending on, you know, how it changes the languages that, you speak they change with that oh yes yes and and that is so important because very often I see parents you know they want their children to be you know excellent at all their languages from the beginning and that is not possible because they're usually also not able to provide the equal kind of input in both or three languages but you know there's just varying input and that's reflected in the competence of the child but what they're doing is they're laying the foundation and like an adult can always decide you know like you know you picked up german as a grown up
1: yeah.
0: and you became so high functioning in that language you know that it's just part of your linguistic competence now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Imagine, had you grown up with German and had you just had the input, you didn't even need to feel particularly confident, but had just had the foundation in your brain, and that's Mm -hmm. really in your brain, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then you (laughs) met your husband. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have exploded within a few months, basically building on that foundation. Mm So exactly. we can always expand on it. And now you moved to Spain, so you're Spanish. Your Spanish, probably suffered a little from living in Austria. Uh, no, actually no. I was uh, lucky enough to never, because uh, we spoke
1: constantly in Spanish oh, at, uh, at home, because I was working in German. So I, I, my life was in German, except when I spoke with my people at home, my family, my friends, or with my husband. Because okay, he so didn't want to Spanish. lose his Spanish exactly. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So so, so he was, used you. <laughs> he used me, yeah, these <laughs> ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so so I no I didn't. But oh, that's great. Uh, but still there are differences, you know that as well between Austria and Germany,
0: even oh, though yeah. it's the same language, it's not the same language. <laughs> yeah, I got a lesson. I got a lesson from Gabriela for the listeners. I got a lesson in um Chilean um Spanish as opposed to Spanish Spanish, which is the one I'm familiar with. <laughs> of course, naturally, you're in, you're in Europe, yeah, yeah but, but
1: it's SF things. Yeah, what I wanted, sorry, Bettina, but I wanted to say, Link, what you said before about the children and, and not speaking perfectly. I saw that a lot. I see it in myself, in my clients and, my, and people that I work with in Vienna when they were, were learning German. They were so harsh on their kids because they want to. They, they wanted to speak it perfectly. And perfect, what is perfect? Yeah. You know, so many uh, native language speakers, they speak in German uh, in Vienna. They speak so bad German you know and, and what is perfect for you what do you want to achieve with perfection you know and it's so it, it it's so unfair to yourself i mean i can be a psychologist with my level of german it's good it's great but it's not perfect it's far from from perfect but i'm still able to do it in a perfect way yes so it what it's perfect that's that's Ask yourself that because yeah. it's it a lot of pressure to put on yourself, on your kids, on your husband, or whatever.
0: Absolutely, no, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Which is also why, <laughs> <clears throat> so the, the things that I that are so dear to me when I work with parents is, first of all, to make sure they have realistic expectations. I mean, that's not just important with respect to kids and language that's mm-hmm. I think you will agree mm-hmm. so important for life in general yeah. yeah I feel very often when I'm disappointed or down and when life is not going my way then it's because of my expectations <coughs> yeah, because of what I thought would happen and it didn't and when what really happened isn't bad at all maybe it's even great it's just not what I expected mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yes, that sometimes can get you down but As soon as there are kids involved, I think it's a whole other level Mm -hmm. because you, you know, there's, there's just so much damage you can do. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, if I can do myself so much damage as an adult, I can even start to imagine how it can affect the the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm So I think it's great that your Spanish never suffered or that you never felt your Spanish suffered because you know, I had that experience. Um, when I lived in the Netherlands, I lived mm-hmm. there for years. Um, I spoke English with my not yet husband then, but we met mm-hmm. very early on uh, with all my colleagues. My work was in English, everything, my entire life was in English and a little Dutch. Mm-hmm. Although the Dutch don't make it easy for you to um, speak Dutch. Um, really, that's so funny. Cultural differences. As soon as they detect the slightest of an accent, they will switch to English. The bus driver, the cashier at the supermarket, the man at the post office, everybody. Okay. What's so weird because that makes people Mm -hmm. insecure and it's a real topic about expats in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who's from Belgium, Mm -hmm. a native Dutch speaker, Mm -hmm. but she speaks the Belgian kind of Dutch. She asked somebody something on a track, on a train track. And that guy responded in English. to <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing, mm-hmm. right? So my life was in, in, in English there, basically, 99% mm-hmm. of the time, except for when, you know, I had visitors or I came to Austria or I talked to somebody on the phone. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, my English was so strong. And my German, you know, I could feel after, you know, it, it takes longer, of course, for the, for the, for your mother tongue to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. But I could feel, you know, words were missing and wouldn't come that easily anymore. It's completely yeah. natural. Yeah. Like, but I think it's natural. And I think for me, it's
1: always the same. Even I, I, now that I speak to it, it's a gift to speak three languages, but it's also a struggle because, uh, like I, I told you before, the melden, uh, uh, there are words that... Please it,
0: tell that story. Okay, okay. <laughs> so
1: in, 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 in
0: German, of course,
1: uh, there's this word melden, uh, and we don't have that in Spanish. We have similar words, but not exactly that. what that means. So I use it uh, like uh, I conjugate melden in Spanish, and I say, yo me meldeo, ich melde mich, uh, Which uh, means I call you basically. Call, uh, yeah, but it, yeah, but it, it, doesn't, doesn't, but it does. I call you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I with my husband because he's speaks German, so he understands. understands me. So I tell him I'm "me mendeo." me mendeo or mendeate? So so yeah, I love that. Yeah, and and, and a lot of words in German. Would, I use it like in a sentence. I said some. I say something in Spanish, and I use two words in German, and then I keep going in Spanish because it it's, uh, um, summarizes exactly what I want to
0: say, and it doesn't uh, have the same effect in English or in Spanish, and or vice versa, whatever. That's an so important I, point. Yeah. Such an important point. First of all, all multilingual people do that. <laughs> yeah, I and think. the funny thing is that people who are not multilingual <clears> or do <throat> not speak that particular set of languages, they then think, oh, he or she doesn't know that language very well. Mm-hmm. If somebody speaks German and then uses I don't know um, a Turkish word all of a sudden mm-hmm. Spanish word. People would say, "Oh, her German is not that good." When in reality, you know, there are semantic differences, slight mm-hmm. differences sometimes between words. And those multilingual people, they have this gift of being able to pick yes. whatever yes. they want. Yes, yes, right? yes. So yes. they can express yes. exactly what mm-hmm. they want to say. Mm-hmm. In every language. Yeah. Or sometimes it's because you know you can't you just can't remember that word right now. And that happens, you know, to anybody, like even yeah. if you monolingual, sometimes mm-hmm. you can't come up with a word. Mm-hmm. Um, and multilingual people have this option of just opening a different drawer and picking that word. Exactly. Out. Yeah. So and it's it's genius. It's a gift and it's something special and it's not something that shows that you're not good enough at something it's mm-hmm. quite the opposite mm-hmm. and again that also comes for children mm-hmm. there's people who come and say oh your child it's too many languages for your child because he or she picks from there no he or she can just express
1: more mm-hmm. yeah but, that's the that's thing, but about that it's so important that that you spread the word, please, because it's, it's for me, it was so like that in in, 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 in Vienna, uh, especially with people, monolingual people, uh, they assume that if you don't know it, if you want to say the word, but it, it, it suits better in another language, they assume that you don't know perfect German or, or whatever language. And that's really complicated for your self-esteem when you are learning the language of because you're so, so I have a story about that. I was working in a, when I started uh, to live in Vienna, I was working in a pensionist group. So uh, a lot of uh, old people and they have no patience and they actually, w- when I said, okay, Entschuldigung, ich verstehe Sie nicht, können Sie ein bisschen langsamer? Langsamer, nothing about langsamer, but louder. They yelled at me the same, with the same yes. speed and the same yes. undeutlichkeit. It's exactly. So that's one thing. And the other thing, uh, and it was really frustrating, and I said, okay, danke, danke. And the other thing is one of my colleagues, she uh, said to me, for example, Yeah. she said that that word doesn't exist in German. And of course, if I heard that, because I wanted to explain something about an 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 a battery, and I said akkumuli, and she said, What is that? I don't know that word, it's you are not speak enough German. Okay, wow. so I was I was so intimidated by her and I was so self-conscious and I felt so bad and I come I came home crying to my husband and he said, Of course that exists. What is going wow. on with her? So yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know how to transmit that, about, uh, but COVID, trust yourself. And uh, I don't know. It, it, I remember that, and I feel really frustrated because that could have uh, damaged my my learning of process. Course. Oh, of course, because I was just getting started with German. Wow! So wow! I, and it, she was a native speaker.
0: Wow! <laughs> hmm. So I'm so sorry you had to have this experience. I'm so sorry. And I apologize on behalf oh of my God, every please Austrian please that. that ever the insulted your name. everywhere. everywhere. So it happens, happens everywhere. That's some, some that is so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is one other part about the meldeo that I really like. And that shows that it's just so much more uh, than what people like to think sometimes. You do not use German inflection. You do not say your <laughs> melde me, but you use the Spanish inflection. You yes. put at the end of the verb what belongs at the end of the verb mm-hmm. the language that you dominantly speak at that yes. moment when you put take something in. Mm-hmm. That's always the case. Multilingual people, when they mix their languages, and it's called code mixing or code switching there is uh-huh. okay. people are actually you know there there's research on that mm-hmm. people do not just randomly take in stuff and mm-hmm. randomly put it in places mm-hmm. but whatever they do fits to the grammar of the language that they dominantly use at that mm-hmm. point hmm so they conjugate, they inflect, they do whatever needs to be done to make it fit. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Which also shows, you know, there's so much knowledge behind that, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so unfair, uh, um,
1: unfairly seen you know and 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 coming back to the point of uh, perfect perfect it should be perfect i think it's perfect that i said yo me beldeo for example or some other examples that you you, you may have tons of it because you, of your of your work and and we still i don't i, I really like it but there's a lot of people who see it as a manco as a as a as a, a flaw sorry and because of the I don't know I don't want to sound so loud, but because of the society that yeah. tells you you shouldn't do that because it's not perfect you know absolutely and it, that's what makes you unique
0: as well absolutely yeah. that is so so precious yeah absolutely yeah so um, at the end of the conversations I, w- I always like to take the focus from the personal story to the bigger picture hmm I'm all about big picture. <laughs> and um, what I'm curious about is, so you grew up monolingually and then all of a sudden, you know, you had this interest in English that was already great and you, you invested. And then you met this Austrian man that you fell in love with and you learned yet another language. hmm so what's the bigger picture for you with all the languages that a person can speak, can operate in, can live in, can express him or herself in? How do you see that connect to bigger questions of, of our times right now? Do you see a connection there? Of course, it's communication and connection. You can connect
1: in so many levels with so many people in three, Even two languages, yeah. because the, it's um, there's uh, you have different identities in different languages. Even though even though your essence is the same, yeah. that's uh, for me that's a fact. I, I've, I've worked with so many people who speak so many languages, and 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 even your core essence, of course, is the same. But your personality, your your um, Eigenschaften, your characteristics <laughs> are, are different in different languages. They are more enhanced in, in, in one or the other. So you connect with people in different levels. So I think that's the gift, I, think, I mean, for my profession, but also like not only professionally, but personally, the connection that you establish with when, you, when you speak in many languages is another one. It's another another level. It's, it, that's my gift. So this, I think
0: it's so precious to be able to do that. That's the big, bigger picture for me. Amazing. Yeah, it does open doors and windows and perspectives that otherwise I think you wouldn't have had. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, can I tell you a story about of uh, because I I, I so much my the time that I worked in a, in an in our organization in Vienna. I was the only one, uh, not native speaker, and uh, the level of friendships that I made uh, because not only of course, but because of the way I talk <laughs> and the way I am. Uh, because I'm, I'm from another culture, uh, they are so special. That we, we bonded in a way that maybe I wouldn't bond if I didn't speak the way I speak and th- th- make the mistakes that I, that I make. For example, uh, I, I always switch words, words. And for example, uh, they laughed and they, they, they felt, uh, they was so endearing that I said, citronen erpresa. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time that I said that they were they were like five in the kitchen, they were laughing like wow that like the whole month was about the citron and her <laughs> because I was looking for it.
0: Just in case there's anybody listening okay. who doesn't speak German. <laughs> so instead of squeezing lemons, she blackmailed them. <laughs>
1: Actually, I'm a colleague of mine made a draw about the citron and fresco. <laughs> and then what's <laughs> Like with a gun. <laughs> and I don't know, Schildkröten unter Funktion. Or <laughs> Streichelbeeren. What? Streichelbeeren. Instead of what? Instead of Streichelbeeren. And exactly, I got that re- those reactions all the time instead of like, oh, what are you saying? They were like, oh my God, that's it so, so, sweet. so cute. Exactly, and I wasn't planning to be cute. I was just trying to talk and make <laughs> myself clear on something and that obviously didn't work, but it worked in another way and, and that, I, that they were more open to me. They were, they were closer to me or the, the way that I gave hugs, for example. I'm a hugger. And nobody there, I mean, they were, but nobody uh, allowed themselves to do that. Mm-hmm. And I started to do that. And now, and now everybody hugs, even though I'm not there for, I don't know, three years now, they <laughs> still do that. <laughs> and they call me Gaby Abrazo in Spanish. Yeah. So the, the message that I want to <laughs> promote is that um, do your thing. The people that will... Uh, be part of your life and they, they, they will be your friends or or they want to be with you they will take you however you speak and yeah. actually they will uh, cherish the way you speak and they will find it sweet and, and enriching and beautiful and they will want to know more about you and the way you live and whatever so don't blame yourself or don't punish yourself to, because you speak
0: poorly or not enough That's so beautiful. (laughs) And to conclude this, I mean, what you, the story you just told about the hugging, Mm -hmm. that gives me goosebumps Mm -hmm. because, you know, it took this woman from Chile to come to Vienna into this office, you know, to be able to communicate and, you know, to just to spread the love. And that's exactly what you did.
1: Mm -hmm. I think so too, yeah.
0: And that is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: emotional right now. And imagine if I, if I did refrain myself, if I would have refrained myself of doing that because I was so
0: subconscious about my language. Yes, absolutely. The thing is, you would have not just taken away from yourself you would have taken something away from the people around you. No.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Gabriela, thank you so, so much for You're very welcome, sharing your story. I hope that one day I will get to hug you because yeah. I'm a hugger too. Even <laughs> so I'm Austrian, I'm a hugger. <laughs> that's the point that's the point because it's like it,
1: oh, you're an austrian you're you don't you are not a hugger they were all huggers, not all but 90 percent. but this is, yeah sorry
0: <laughs> thank you so so much for your time for being here today and for sharing your story with us
1: thank you, Tina. thank you for doing this i think it's really important uh um it brought me to my to my ancient times in vienna and and the work that you do is so fundamental for all the multilingual people, kids, grown ups, whatever. So, I really wish that you uh, get a lot of listeners and a lot of people listen to you and spread the word because it's really, really important.
0: Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> no, sorry, wrong, right? <laughs> Gracias.
1: Perfect.
0: <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Tell me, please. Right. Okay, so we're recording now. Okay. <laughs> oh, I like you. <laughs> um, I need to take a little break here because they're being too loud outside, and okay. I need to close some doors. Okay.
1: <laughs> um.